Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. Driving. Donovan, right hand scoop and a score. The level of difficulty is a 9.7, and the ease is as just absolutely looks as easy as possible. Right corner, Royce resets Bogdanovich, gives over to Donovan. Deep three, perfect. Man, he is just incredible right now. Clarkson, left side, Conley rotates to Niang. Say it with me. Open up the slidey door, throw the triplets in the minivan. George Niang buries a three. Okay, that, that's just way too long. If you're going to have where you want them to repeat it, it's got to be much smaller. Open up the minivan, slide, minivan, slide in the kids, and let's drive to work and go to Costco. I mean, what was that? Who could possibly remember all that? Well, you didn't write it there, so we'll, we'll just leave it alone. And degree of difficulty, 9.7, says who? Is there, does, he, does Locke have a manual right in front of him that says, okay, if you do this, you do that, you do that, and it equals a degree of difficulty of 9.7? This hyperbole is getting out of control, young Yak, and I'm not going to stand for it anymore. We'll just blame it on the Russian judge. <laughs> I thought it was the French. Whatever, French, <laughs> Russian, they all screw it up. Yeah, oh man, DJ's gone. I mean, man, for four years he hammered the Russian thing in my ear and in your ear, left and right. True. And he's off today, but fortunately we don't have to hear about those corrupt Russian people. You know, geez, he just went nuts on that till he finally got his way, if you know what I mean. Speaking of getting his way and their way, the Jazz just roll over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mark Price ain't walking through that door. Larry Nance Sr., is not walking through that door. Craig Elo. Craig Elo. So I had a friend, since this is story time now, since, you know, DJ's not here to interrupt me, I get to say what I want. Uh, ooh, don't think I ever forgot the soccer manifesto when he said that. We didn't. When, and I was listening when he just slapped me down like that. Boy, that hurt. That hurt, I got to admit. Uh, I had a friend who played college basketball for George Raveling. And everything that George would reference about a great player and whatnot, it would always go back to when he coached Craig Elo at Washington State. And my friend never met Craig Elo, but came to hate Craig Elo because George Raveling would always talk about Craig Elo. You know, that's like I had a neighbor in the first house I lived in in Sandy. The guy can uh, confess to me that he got sick of hearing about me because his wife said he didn't like the way she didn't like the way he cut the yard, and she said, "Why can't you cut the yard the way Kinahan cuts it next door?" <laughs> and, and it really just—he told me, man, he got sick of it, so he hated the way I cut the yard because I went at an angle, you know, and tried to make it fancy. So there you go. The Jazz—I mean, they—they they cut the yard very easily. Cleveland put up a little resistance, and they roll. They just absolutely just annihilate him by what? What's twenty-five and fourteen? Help me out, and that's what I can come Maybe to. Thirty-nine the, points. Thirty-nine points. Yeah. The thing that I like about in the last couple of ball games, really the last three, that's all I can remember. It might be longer than that. That's where I need DJ. He's got the nerd memory to come in and say, 
last three at least they have not uh, they've eliminated the slow starts and I think that's good obviously that's good it's not brain surgery here to figure that one out for sure by any stretch you know the first game against Memphis Memphis came back but still Jazz came out out of the gates quick and that had been a little bit of a problem and then it wasn't a problem in the two Memphis games and obviously wasn't it a problem against the Cleveland Cavaliers now I realize that's a, that's a bad Cleveland team for sure so but the good thing is they're 35 and 11. What is that? Have they won one? How many have they won at home? 20 now? Is that what it is? 20 home wins, yes. And does that tie the record or set the record? I mean, that's that I'm not sure on. I'm sure it's right around it, though. Text DJ. He would know. I know. We'll text him right now. He should be putting out some fairly controversial tweet right about now. Uh, so there you go. They got the Memphis Grizzlies tomorrow talk about the jazz a little bit obviously rest of the morning mike smith who does the pre-half and post-game analysis for the jazz station at&t he'll be joining us in about two hours to give us his perspective he's been around this league for a long time as a player and a broadcaster see what he has to say so stay with us for that right here on 97.5 1280 the zone hashtag nba Left corner to Brown, working along the baseline, draws a crowd, out to Harden, three straight on, is good for James Harden. He's got 36, and Minnesota wants a timeout. Porzingis around Roby, all the way to the rim, and then passed it back out to Kleba, touched to Finney Smith, drives on Roby again, and up top for Porzingis, and he spikes it through in the left hand. Draymond Green with it, driving down the left side of the lane, kicks it back to Stephen Curry, right wing triple, yes sir, six three-pointers and counting for Stephen Curry, he's got 30. Up and under, move at the right elbow, in and out, no, oh, another follow, it's Kawhi Leonard up high for another tip slam. <laughs> DJ texted, French judge, carry on, PK. <laughs> he is listening, hi DJ. <laughs> See, I miss that, I, he is my guy, I gotta have that, because he has detail, he's a detailed guy, <laughs> and, I, and I don't have the detail that he has. <laughs> And so that's why we work, <laughs> because he has detail. He remembers stuff. He's way, way better at it than I am. And he can just recall it as if he's looking at it. Just boom, boom, boom. <laughs> uh, funny guy. So that was the uh, NBA last night, some of the highlights. I think the biggest game here, as far as we, we care about from the Jazz perspective, is the Clippers blew out Milwaukee 129-105. to 105. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, 23, 9 boards and 8 assists. He's a great player. Uh, game is on NBA TV, flicking back and forth because it's not like the Jazz game was uh, that compelling in the second half. And then also had some college basketball going on there. And I don't really know what to make of Milwaukee. You know, I just, I just, I, I've been saying it now for over a year that uh, I don't really believe in them, I guess is the bottom line. And I know there's a lot of folks who don't believe in the Jazz and, and they hear and I'm local, so... It's probably people in Milwaukee saying, well, uh, local people, I don't believe in the Jazz. So I get it. I get it. I understand. It's fair. Uh, until you've done it, uh, like Kawhi Leonard's done it, it's hard to uh, come up with some belief there, particularly if you, obviously, if you haven't done it. Steph Curry returns, 32 points. Had to figure he would go off when he came back. And sure enough, that's exactly what he did. Spurs in a free fall. Lose at home to the Sacramento Kings. Not good. James Harden, 38 points, 11 boards, 13 assists. Now, he came out over the weekend. Somebody asked him about the MVP, 
He said, I'm the MVP. I should be the MVP. Are you supposed to say that? You got a problem with that? Saying stuff like that? Is that over the top? We've heard it from LeBron. We've heard it from Kyle Kuzma about LeBron. So, Yeah, but you can have other folks say it yeah, to you Harden's, about you. Yeah, Harden saying it. I, I don't know. That cocky sun devil, man. They're a dime a dozen, aren't they? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I think he's playing at an MVP level, and now with LeBron out, uh, to me, he's the leading candidate uh, for what he's doing because he's been carrying that team. Now, Kyrie Irving did return. Obviously, Durant is still out, uh, but still Harden has been the one constant, and I guess there's never been an MVP who's been traded. And I was listening to NBA radio and the other day, and they were talking about this MVP candidacy. He thought that some people may hold it against him the way he sort of weaseled his way out of Houston, and then gets traded to a team now that has been identified as the favorite to win it all with their acquisitions of the veterans, Blake Griffin and Aldridge, and with LeBron out and Anthony Davis out, and maybe there's some uncertainty there. I think the Nets have some uncertainty too. Have to figure out what they're going on, what's going to happen there when they get their guys back. Uh, and if Durant comes back, I assume he's going to come back and Irving will be there. So that'll certainly be something to watch. And then the Grizzlies, who host the Jazz tomorrow, of Alan Shunis, 30 and 15. Man, watching him for two games straight over the weekend. He's a load. He is one big dude. Uh, that's for sure. And then there was, oh, one other game I thought it would be funny. Uh, Fournier with the Celtics. We did an 0 for 10 in his debut. 33 minutes. <laughs> Didn't make a shot. Nice debut, son. <laughs> I saw some stat. That's where I did DJ to fill in for me about uh, if you played 30 minutes and you took at least 10 shots, it's ranks right there with some of the worst, if not the worst, performance. Like, wow. I mean, that's a bad shooting night for that young fellow. He's a decent player. He's uh, averaging close to 20 points with Orlando. Uh, so we'll see what goes on. And the Houston Rockets general manager, Stone, Raphael Stone, expressed confidence the franchise, but not need to employ a wholesale tank strategy rebuild, starting the citing the hall of first-round picks that he got in the uh, James Harden trade. I would for sure 100% do that deal again. Again, you guys don't have the advantage of knowing everything I know, but literally no part of me regrets doing that deal. I've got, I have not second-guessed it for a moment. A lot of what I said about being in a position maybe to not have to be bad or rebuild, there's some other things we've done too, but it's primarily that the deal has allowed us to say, hey, we want to compete on a slightly quicker time frame. Okay, he goes on to say some more. Sure, I can buy that, but... Are, are you going to hit? How, to what level are you going to hit? Now, the pressure's on, and you're right. We, I assume he's talking to the media, that uh, we don't know all that you know, and we'll never know all that you know unless you flat out tell us everything, and that's not your job to tell us everything. You got these draft picks, but that's all they are right now. I mean, you look at the studly nature of Donovan Mitchell, and he is just a star of big-time magnitude, and all the teams that passed on him, and the Jazz plucked him. What did they go? What did he go? 12, something like that? And coming as a trade, obviously. But uh, better cash in on these draft picks. That's your NBA right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Hashtag college basketball. And the Cougars claw their way to the Final Four for the first time. 
score. 67-61. Houston is back on the biggest stage. The Final Four sees a Cougar return this weekend with a six-point win over the Oregon State Beavers. Here comes the horn. It is over. The Baylor Bears are going to the Final Four. Their first trip to the national semifinals since 1950. Baylor 81, Arkansas 72. The Baylor Bears on to the Final Four. The Baylor Bears on to the Final Four. Their women's team lost on a controversial no foul call. Uh, possibly lost to that. They can pinpoint to that reason. It's Kim Mulkey, and Kim Mulkey came out and said, stop with the testing in the Final Four. That was controversial with the COVID testing. Ooh, man. Democrats went nuts on that one, didn't they? At least that I saw. I actually turned on that women's game, was watching the end of it. It was UConn. They moved their premier program. Stanford's very good, too, for the women. And Arizona, the ladies making the Final Four for the first time ever. They, they sucked for many years, and now that the coach there did a great job rebuilding that program for sure. But to the men's game, Houston and Baylor. Baylor making it for the first time since 1950. Houston since 1984, which was the Dave Rose team, was it not? Yeah, I think he was on that team with Elijah Wan and Clyde Drexler. I slam a jamma. Yeah, and that was uh, the one that uh, – so that 84 was the NC State, right? 83 you know, was NC State. NC State, so they made it the next year, They made too? it the next year, yes. Uh, okay, so good for them. Now, Kelvin Sampson is the coach of Houston. And a little story, since it is story time, as I said. Uh, there was a coach here, prominent coach in the state of Utah, who once called me and said, you're not going to believe this, PK. I said, what? He said, we had to attend some type of uh, seminar, some type of convention on the rules of uh, what's allowable on contact to recruits. So we're going back, uh, well, it would have been in the early 2000s. I don't want to say the coach's name. But uh, he told me, and the speaker was Kelvin Sampson. He said, can you believe this? Kelvin Sampson was the speaker. Now, for you wondering why this coach called me to tell me that uh, Sampson was the coach. Well, Sampson, uh, less than two seasons into his tenure at Indiana, he was forced to resign. And I'm reading here from the USA Today just to make sure I looked it up. Forced to resign wide, amid widespread NCAA recruiting violations related to prohibited phone contact that placed the Hoosiers on three years probation. All right, and you're thinking, well, eh, those things happen. But these violations came as Samson was already restricted from making any outgoing recruiting connections after an NCAA investigation ruled that Samson and his staff at Oklahoma where he had coached for 12 years, had knowingly broke recruiting rules by making hundreds of impermissible calls to the perfect prospective student athletes. And Samson was handed a five-year show calls penalty that spelled the that was thought to spell the end of his college career. Nope. He was an assistant in the pros with the Bucks and the Rockets, and then got the Houston job. If there is not a more corrupt institution than college basketball, I do not know what is. <laughs> the amount of dirtiness that goes on in college basketball. But all's forgotten. And I don't think the announcers, and they tend to love to praise people. That's not their job to, to get their hands dirty 
metaphorically speaking. I didn't watch the entire game, but I don't think that was brought up at all. And here he is with Houston in the Final Four. It's in the first time since 1984. Tonight, we've got Gonzaga and SC at 5.15. And then the game after that is the UC Los Angeles Bruins. The 11 seed, right? The ones who knocked off the BYU Cougars facing Michigan. Now, Michigan's a one seed, are they not? And that should take place uh, right before 8 o'clock. Both games will be on TBS. You can listen to the action here on 1280 AM. I'm looking forward to both of these games because obviously we've got three of the four are involved with BYU and Utah in their respective conferences. So we'll see if the Pac-12 can get a team into the Final Four. Oregon State obviously lost to Houston. They got down big and did actually tie it up. They had a great comeback. But then uh, Houston hit a three after I got, think it got to like 55-55. And they were old to, oh, able to hold off the Beavers. And the fairy tale and the heartbreak for Wayne Tingle's daughters. I'm not sure they can overcome that, but they'll have to. Uh, and also, a couple of guys locally. NCAA transfer portal. Connor Harding of BYU. Uh, and senior guard uh, Alfonso Plummer. For Utah, Plummer says he intends to look at the NBA options. So Plummer, it's sort of like Tim, Timmy Allen, right? Both these kids could go pro, but their names are in the transfer portal. Yeah, in his statement, he said, hey, I'm going to look into potential options with the NBA. I'm also putting my name in the transfer portal in case I decide to play another year with that free year due to the NCAA freezing eligibility. So I guess Craig Smith could successfully recruit them back. Sure. Uh, but I don't know to what degree. Is that a long shot? Uh, what uh, is it not possible? They're looking to get out of here because it doesn't look like they've got a lot of talent uh, coming back. And uh, if the one or two of the foreign kids should go home, as Jim Boylan told us a lot years ago, told DJ and I when he's in studio, you risk with uh, recruiting foreign kids of them going home. And Harding, uh, he, he started at the beginning of the year, but then his playing time sort of slipped, right? Yeah, I really had an up-and-down year. Yeah. So I started to see time kind of seeded over to Caleb Lohner and Gideon George. And then you had, of course, he's married to the the gal on BYU's team. Paisley Johnson-Harding. Huge, huge. Who she had the huge game against? Against uh, Rutgers in the upset. Rutgers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So she's got eligibility because I would assume that uh, he wouldn't be going very far. So yeah. that would lead us to believe UVU. Yeah, Juddy told the media after they lost the NCAA tournament that all of his seniors, including Paisley Johnson Harding, were expected to come back next year. So yeah, oh, she's I, a senior. Yeah, she's a senior, but she has that extra year to come back and play if she wants to. So yeah, it makes you think, okay, well, if Connor's going to stay local with her, well, there's the uh, possibility an option just about five miles up the road. Yeah, and those programs have uh, sort of gone back and forth exchanging Correct. players. Yep, I don't blame him if he wants playing time. Uh, go to UVU. You can get some more playing time if that's a possibility. Why not? Have at it. There you go. That's your college basketball. I'm here, right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Hashtag NFL. Is there any real mystery that you're picking, Trevor Lawrence? I'd have to say that's the direction we're going, and, and I'll leave that up to the owner when we make that decision official. But I, I'm certainly not stepping out of line, and that's certainly the direction we're headed. He checks all the boxes, you know, and the number one common quality of every great player, not just quarterback, is competitive maniac. He's 34-2. and two. 
won a national title as a true freshman and um, is a winner. And I've seen him up close and in person compete. Yeah, that was Urban Meyer uh, yesterday, uh, Peter King. I was watching that NBC Sports. Chris Sims was going on about uh, Zach Wilson. And uh, they had a little interview with Urban Meyer there. And that's where he said that that's the direction that they're leaning with the number one pick. Drafts uh, just under a month away, the last couple of days of April. Uh, looking forward to seeing what's going on there. It makes sense, Trevor Lawrence. I don't know that anybody is a guaranteed lock, but it looks like he could be pretty good. He's pretty good in college. He's got the size. He's got mobility. Uh, but I can't guarantee it. I can't guarantee that he will be better than all these quarterbacks that are projected to go in the first round. And who knows? Somebody in the fourth, fifth, and sixth rounds, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, all sorts of guys out there that blossom who aren't necessarily extremely high picks. And away you go there. Interesting to see in the coming weeks, or at least for the next month, because we got Zach Wilson going pretty doggone high himself. And then add the number of lawsuits to three more for against Houston Texans QB Deshaun Watson. One that accuses Watson of deleting Instagram messages and contacting the women, quote, who formerly provided him massages in an attempt to settle those cases. We're up to 19. I read I couldn't sleep, which is often the case. Around 4 o'clock this morning, I was reading a Sports Illustrated piece of some gal who has not filed anything, but she wanted to go public with her uh, experience. Not good, but at the same time, Watson deserves his day in court, as they say, before we convict him. It's not looking good in the court of public opinion, particularly as it relates to a team who may want to trade for him. I'm not sure that any team who would want to could actually take that risk and do it. Very talented quarterback. Uh, Legally, he deserves the right that every citizen deserves as far as innocent until proven guilty. So we'll leave it at that. But football-wise, could you possibly take a risk? I'm not sure. There you go. That's some NFL on 97.5-1280 The Zone. Hashtag college football. How about this? Vanderbilt announcing a $300 million project to improve football and basketball facilities and a new Vandy United Fund to raise money for athletics. This is awesome because they're in the SEC. They're known as an academic school. Now, they're really good in baseball. Uh, They've won NCAA titles. They've got a kid, Al Leiter's son, is a pitcher for Vanderbilt. Yeah, and he is lighting it up uh, left and right now. His brother, uh, Al Leiter's brother, I think, played in the bigs. And Al Leiter's nephew, his brother's son, is in the bigs right now. I want to say with Cleveland as a pitcher. Uh, And Leiter, he's a Jersey guy. Down the shore, as they say, in the Toms River area. Same area as Frazier. Todd Frazier, longtime infielder in the bigs, mostly with Cincinnati. So... To make this commitment financially, that's what it takes, I think. At the start, anyway, money talks. That's what I've been saying, what Mark Few's been saying about the West Coast Conference. These teams here with these basketball programs, they just don't put that type of resources in. Not that necessarily, I guess, that they don't have it. And I, I mean, I don't really care what they do with their money. But if you want to be good, you've got to invest. So we'll see as we follow Vanderbilt in the coming. It's very difficult in the SEC because not only do you got to put in money, but you probably got to cheat to one level or another. Because the SEC has not exactly been the cleanest conference in the world. So Vanderbilt, ponying up the cash. 
We'll see if they are good right there. That's your college football. Let's move on, Young Yuck. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Slightly tweaked baseballs in place. Scoring and home runs are down in spring training through Sunday. Spring training games are averaging 9.4 runs, the lowest scoring output in the spring training since at least 2015, and down more than one run from the 2019 spring training, which was at 10.5. And obviously they didn't get the full spring training in last year. They got a couple of weeks before it was shut down. So, yeah, I think they have to have some legitimacy there. Not Corey Seager, though. Man, he's bashed like eight home runs. I was watching the freeway series last night a little bit between the Dodgers and Angels, and wow, the Dodgers just pounded Shohei Otani. He was out. I think he gave up like seven runs in less than two innings, was it? He got hammered as they played in Dodger Stadium. So baseball starts, uh, what's today, Tuesday? Baseball starts on Thursday, right? So we'll follow that. But maybe we can have some predictions here in the next couple of days. And if you go with the Dodgers, it's probably a safe pick. All right, What is Trending brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There is no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. I already told you about Mike Smith coming up at the top of the 9 o'clock hour, coming up at the top of the 8 o'clock hour, our own Scotty G., who is the play-by-play for the Utah State Aggies. What's going to happen with their basketball program? Because they've had a very good program, and they don't want to slip back. Hartwell uh, had some media availability yesterday, made a comment that uh, we can get to when we have Scotty and Hartwell being their AD. There's one thing that caught my ear for sure that I want to get to. All right, we've got some jazz stuff to get to. I want to get to uh, Craig Smith and his uh, press conference that they had on Zoom on Saturday. Stay with us right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone.